This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, I'm Sharad Kutin. With me, Tan Chung Han and Melissa Idris. The morning run continues with our coverage of the trial of uh, Najib Razak. I mean, trial here, not technically a trial yet, because <laughs> yet. Uh, he was arrested yesterday. Today, he's been brought to the High Court at Jalan Duta to face charges. The charges have already been proffered. Some three charges under Section 409 of the Penal Code for a Criminal Breach of a trust. Right. So there are three charges uh, that he has that has been uh, proffered against him. The first charge is between December 24th to December 29th of 2014. Uh, the accused Najib Raza in his capacity as a public servant holding the post of prime minister and finance minister allegedly received 27 million ringgit from SRC International. This is at an M-Bank branch in Jalan Raja Chulan in KL. So that was the first charge that was uh, out against him. Okay. Uh, now, onto the second charge. Essentially, it reads exactly the same. The only difference, and this is the big difference, as reported by Malaysia Kini, the number is 4 billion ringgit. Did, now, did you get that right? Yeah, that's why I'm not quite sure. It, it doesn't really sound right because, you know, for example, this one charge alone would bring it above that 2.6 billion ringgit that has been, uh, you know, uh, accused of Dato Sri Najib for uh, uh, perhaps taking from one MDB. So, well, the but, numbers but get even. One, yeah. The numbers get even bigger. So right. with the third charge uh, between December 24th and 29th of 2014, uh, he's accused in his capacity as a public servant of, of uh, receiving 10 billion just from SRC International okay. we're, again we're at the same branch. Keep going. We're going to uh, go and double check that to make sure that that is in fact the figure that yeah. was read in the charge because billion is is uh, massive. So we'll have to go and have a quick look at whether this is in fact the case. Uh, but you know, these are the charges. I mean, earlier we spoke to Tony Poir and Bridget Welsh on the Breakfast Grill and they were saying, look, this is the first of many, many charges. It could be that they might start small, might start with a small charge of the, uh, perhaps, you know, a, a easy trail evidence that they were able to compile very quickly. Uh, as we know, this case can get very complicated and convoluted with many jurisdictions in play. So perhaps uh, this was a bit of a surprise that the uh, first few charges were of this magnitude. Yeah, and also I'm looking at what's been tweeted out by Channel News Asia. So they appear to confirm as well that figure, uh, Empat Billion Ringgit Malaysia. And they actually name uh, Kumpulan Wang Persaraan as well. Um, let me just read the... A whole sentence sure. for you. Well, it is a long sentence. Uh, okay. Go uh, slow, huh? Yeah, well, okay. Uh, <laughs> kamu telah mengambil bahagian atau terlibat dalam keputusan bagi pihak kerajaan Malaysia untuk memberikan jaminan kerajaan bagi pinjaman-pinjaman berjumlah 4 bilion ringgit Malaysia daripada kumpulan wang persaraan diperpadankan kepada SRC International. So... Yeah, it looks like there's a bit of more nuance to that 4 billion ringgit there. Uh, again, you know, as expected with any developing stories, we'll make sure we keep you up to date and provide as much clarity as possible. Okay, let's go to Oisan. He's a political analyst uh, with the Asia Strategy and Leadership Institute. He's on the line. Thank you, Isan, for joining us this morning. Again, your first reactions to not just the arrest, but today, the charges that have been proffered. And what do you make of it, especially for its implications for AMNO as a political party? Well, I was actually at the court complex uh, commenting for another news outlet. Uh, I think the situation there was uh, very uh, calm, actually. 
there were some people wearing red T-shirts uh, emblazoned with uh, some, well, racial words uh, in Malay. But other than that, uh, there was no, uh, I mean, you, you see no group, for example, uh, congregating there and, and so on. Well, the, now that uh, these charges have been proper, I think it's uh, the start of a very long legal process because uh, obviously I think uh, Datu Sri Najib has put forward, uh, sorry, put together a very stellar uh, legal team uh, as he announced uh, previously. So we are going to likely to see this on the news uh, over the next few months or years, yeah. Wow, even years. Um, okay, so, you know, charges were one thing that we were looking at this morning. The other thing is the expectations of bail being posted. Do you expect um, Dr. Srinajit Razak to uh, receive bail? Well, because he, he was a former prime minister and therefore a person of prominence, uh, typically in a situation like that, uh, you, would, uh, you, would po- you would let him post bail, and then, but, you know, with a massive uh, bail amount. Uh, but that's really up to the court to, to decide. And there's one, one more thing about the charges just now. I think the first charge was about uh, money being deposited into his account. The second and third charges, uh, the billions of uh, ringgits and so on, I think, that is, uh, I think that is to charge him for misusing his position as a public servant to uh, provide government guarantee for those uh, loans. It's not about those bonds going into his accounts. I mean, it sounds like it. And we certainly appreciate you providing that clarity there, uh, Aisan. Now, going back to the, well, apparent lack of support, at least in terms of you know, f- uh, physical presence there, you know, is that enough to read into, say, you know, perhaps the stance of the supporter base for the former Premier? Or is that reading too much into that? Well, I think since he left uh, uh, the, the, uh, the presidency of AMNO. I think his support has uh, indeed uh, dwindled because I'm not, you know, over the years has become uh, basically a machinery for distributing political benefits and so on. So if you are no longer in a position of power to do so, therefore your support level would dwindle uh, very quickly. Isan, there is a question of the optics around the present government, the government of uh, Dr. Mathe. Uh, do you think, uh, uh, and how, what do you sense of their management of the situation? It's taken them two months since they've come to power to actually charge uh, the uh, current prime minister. Uh, all things seem to suggest uh, they're following the book. Do you think that uh, this rule of law uh, rhetoric that they have been touting over the last two months stands uh, up to uh, what we see on the ground? Yeah, uh, I, I think there are, there are several uh, aspects to this. Number one uh, is, of course, uh, because the former government was sort of stonewalling uh, on providing evidence and uh, regarding to one uh, MDB and so on. So number one, to, to sort of uh, to collect those evidence, to gather those evidence, would take some time. And number two, indeed, uh, you know, the last thing you want to see is you charge uh, somebody and then he's acquitted, right? I mean, from the prosecution side. So they, they will go the extra miles in terms of framing the charges, in terms of making sure everything is uh, legally correct and, and, and so on. So I think those, uh, those uh, aspects would uh, take up a lot of time here. Yeah, a, a lot of time, but possibly sooner rather than later, you know, because now with this change in government, we obviously have this tremendous amount of political will to get to the bottom of this. And so is that the base case here? We'll see something sooner rather than later? Oh, yeah. But I mean, this is soon enough. I mean, we are talking about, uh, you know, less than two months after the change of uh, government. I mean, uh, 
this is like Korean speed, you know. I mean, like in in Korea, every prime uh, every president who steps down will be charged, right? But usually, uh, in weeks, uh, in our in our case, it's like like you know less than two months. That's soon enough for me. Uh, but I think this will be sort of uh, the start of a series of uh, investigations, uh, prosecutions, and so on, because there will be uh, lesser figures uh, in this uh, one MDB saga who also uh, sort of avail themselves of various uh, benefits. Yeah. So we're also getting reports that the Attorney General is seeking to transfer the case from the Sessions Court to the High Court. Do you, uh, could you help clarify for us, Isan, if you know uh, what, what would be the significance of moving it to the High Court? Well, this is a sort of a legal maneuver because uh, usually uh, uh, at the so-called first mention, as was this case, you would uh, sort of bring the accused in front of the sentence judge uh, to read the charges to him and possibly to post bail and, or, or not, I mean, and, and so on. But then because uh, the, uh, I think the penalty for uh, these uh, three charges, uh, they are more than, uh, well, they are, they, are, they are imprisonment for a number of years. That is way above uh, the uh, uh, typical sessions court uh, jurisdiction, which uh, I can't remember the exact figure. I think it, they can sentence people to up to a year or two only. So that's why you need to transfer it to the high court. Yeah. Isan, look, we have had plenty of developments over the last 24 hours or not even, and we're expecting many more in weeks to come. So, you know, how do you think foreign administrations, foreign governments who were perceived to be a pretty buddy-buddy with the former Prime Minister here in Malaysia, how do you think they will react to what we have seen so far here in Malaysia? Well, I, I happen to, to, to be involved in, uh, you know, commenting on international affairs for the past few years, and I think... Uh, you know, governments around the world, I would use the term, uh, how do they call it, Machiavellian uh, to describe them. Uh, well, if you're in power and you can benefit a certain foreign government, I mean, you could be of use to them, then of course they are chummy chummy with you. But once you are out of power and you are no longer to be of use to them, uh, you know, they would uh, uh, equally chummy chummy up to the new administration. That's just the harsh facts of uh, international uh, affairs. Yeah. Thank you so much, uh, Isan. That was Oisan, a political analyst with the Asia Strategy Leadership Institute, Asli. We'll be back with more. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.